McCutcheon, and welcome to Grit, Grace, and Coffee Grinds. You're listening to episode 20. This is a podcast intended to compel the army of God to love and protect the church. Folks, love is a battlefield, and sometimes we just need to pause, sharpen our sword, drink a good cup of joe, and remember that we are not fighting in this war alone. We all want to make an impact for the Lord, for our families, for our churches, and ourselves. Every other Friday, we talk here about one way to do that well, and today is no different. As a soldier, it's good to be reminded of our purpose, to have our goals written down, and small steps to see those achievements through. I love lists calendars, highlighters, and day planners, and I especially love achievements. But sometimes they get the better of me and interrupt God's intended plan for my daily agenda. Listen in. The evening was a success. The house was clean. The dishes were washed, dried, and put away in their proper places. The floor was vacuumed and all the clothes put away. And we finished in time to put our feet up before we called it a night. We had a couple of projects to work on in the morning before our company came over for a yummy steak dinner. But as long as we started the day early enough, my sensible, thought-out plan should go off without a hitch, and I would be able to cross them off my list. It is truly satisfying to cross items off a to-do list, isn't it? It's almost as satisfying as drinking a new cup of coffee that you just finished roasting and it's delightfully bold enough to call a keeper. Our relaxing evening of raspberry chocolate chip gelato and an episode of Downton Abbey did the trick. The extra sleep awarded us from a work holiday was also just as lovely. It started out the way every morning should, taking an account for a variation of coffee, that is, a caramel mocha macchiato coupled with some tozer wisdom on a quiet, beautiful morning. The thought was to do our normal morning routines and begin the day with the heavier, more time-consuming project and then do the second, lighter one before the company came late afternoon. Before I had even gotten up, My husband had found a useful distraction to divert his attention from the expected agenda. You know those sorts of distractions. They have been discussed, pondered, weighed in the budget, and chosen to proceed with. Just not today. Time crept on minute by minute, and this useful distraction began to take a different shape. That of a poisoned dart squarely pointed at my heart. To see this, quote, small, unquote, project through was taking longer than either of us expected. Enter the enemy. Boing! The dart struck, and my well-ordered agenda, along with my not-so-guarded wall, began to crumble with the lie that my husband didn't care about my time or my projects. He just cared about his pet projects, and the flesh was off to the races. I could have slept in longer, I could have read more chapters in my book, I could have worked on my next podcast or school, 
but instead I was somewhat aimless in my activities as I was waiting to begin the big project we had both agreed upon. Was the thought, my husband didn't care about my time or my projects, he just cares about his pet projects, true? There is no lie that could be further from the truth. As it turns out, I have the most supportive, caring husband who values my time and champions every project or venture I put my mind to. It was true that he appeared to be distracted from something that could have waited, but I can also point the finger right back at yours truly when it comes to innocent distractions. Was it an honest thought? He admitted near the end of our day it had distracted him and captivated his thoughts since he started that morning, but the project on our original agenda was still completed and we had a wonderful time with our company. Was it just? I'll let you answer that, but I'll give you a hint. The answer begins with an N and ends with an O. Was this thought pure or lovely? Nope. Thinking that my husband could care less about my time or projects is not a pure, lovely, or praiseworthy thought. No need to dwell on this lie, and there is certainly no need to believe it. On a side note, why couldn't this so-called distraction have been a part of God's agenda for our day all along? Just because it wasn't penned in with our plans doesn't automatically make it less significant or inconsequential. Another reason this thought should be considered unjust is the fact that I didn't give God or my husband enough credit in this scenario. According to Anna McCutcheon, God can only interfere with plans that are made in pencil or where there are no entries already marked down in that calendar for that day. As if! I also didn't give my husband enough credit for being a selfless conduit that God simply wanted to give instruction to and have him obey on this particular day. Two projects were completed. One lesson was learned. Give God your agenda at the start of the day and let him pinpoint his priorities for you. Donald Mason knew all about following orders that were not his own during his time in the Navy during World War II. He and his four other comrades had one mission the same mission every day. They were to circle a piece of the Atlantic Ocean that had taken on the nickname Torpedo Alley. As you can imagine, their anti-submarine patrol was usually quite mundane. Nothing to see and nothing to report. On January 28, 1942, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, an unexpected flash of light was spotted on the surface of the dark and rough open waters of the Atlantic. Without hesitation, Mason launched his attack, bearing in on the enemy submarine that apparently did not realize it had been spotted. In a simple but thorough report back to headquarters, Mason articulated the victory in four words. Sighted sub, sink same. Would we be content with the same task on our agenda every single day and do it with careful attention and excellence? Don't take my lead on this one. I clearly hold my to-do list in too high regard. I tend to rush ahead of my general and map out my visible future with beautiful graphs, charts, and PowerPoints. Instead, I need to trust him. We need to trust him 
He has already written our agendas for today. Spend time with him and ask him what he has for you to do today. Maybe bring him an empty piece of paper today. I think I would have been surprised if I had taken the time to ask our heavenly caretaker what was written and most likely crossed out on my agenda that day. Thanks for listening to episode 20 of Grit, Grace, and Coffee Grinds. If you would like to connect beyond the podcast, I post weekly to Instagram where you can find me at author Anna McCutcheon. And you can also find me over at AnnaMcCutcheon.com. We provide a transcript for each episode, so if you know someone who either can't hear or prefers reading to listening, you can download the transcript at AnnaMcCutcheon.com slash podcast. Just click on episode 20 for this one. This episode has reminded me of a verse I used to quote in my college days when I needed clarity of thought or a reset on my priorities. I am going to share it with you here as I close out this episode. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.